0: This San Paolo Grand Prix Betting Picks edition of the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. To celebrate, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all the details. Get ready for speed.
1: You just wait, sunshine. You just wait.
0: Get ready For the passion.
1: To whom it may concern you.
0: Get ready for the raw emotion.
1: Si ragazzi! Grazie, grazie,
0: grazie!
1: Dai, forza Ferrari!
0: Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now. Here are your hosts, Rod Villa Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Indeed, it is another episode of the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Villa Gomez. We are going to Brazil for the San Paulo Grand Prix. I uh, am excited for this one because it's another West Coast, uh, West Urn Coast. Type of a of a race where, <laughs> not waking up early to watch these things and uh, and getting a chance to actually enjoy it in almost real time, Cody. So uh, loving this this west western hemisphere swing.
1: Yeah, staying staying in our own hemisphere. 11 a.m. This is perfect. Obviously, we host the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. NASCAR's uh, championship race is going to be at three o'clock, two o'clock, two or three my time. This race at 11. It's perfect. It'll lead right into it have some football on the other TVs. Oh, it's going to be another great Sunday of, of racing action. I'm pumped. I'm excited. Indeed.
0: Uh, and so, look, for where you're looking at this one, obviously, uh, practice starts here tomorrow as we record this, so it'll probably already be uh, going on today. But in looking back through this race, Cody, and, and, and prepping for this race, I noticed that Maybe just maybe there's a slight chance that we don't see a Max Verstappen run away with this. I mean,
1: is is there? A rush? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what does I that know. look
0: like? <laughs> I well, uh, in a world where Max Verstappen doesn't win any everything, I don't know. <laughs> to, but honestly, like I'm looking through and I'm I'm seeing that this is a little bit of kryptonite for Max Verstappen. There isn't necessarily 15 wins on this track for him, and obviously we'll get into it when we get into the betting picks. But this to me seems like. A pretty wide open week, and I'm excited for that.
1: Yeah, obviously, we're getting down to the last couple of races. There's not many left, but uh, of the the remaining tracks, um, you know, with this Vegas and Abu Dhabi, this is probably the chance that uh, that he doesn't win one. If he doesn't, now he's still a heavy favorite. Of course, so he's still probably going to win it, and we'll build our card accordingly. But there is just that little tiny glimmer of hope that maybe somebody else can uh, show up this weekend and, and get the job done. It would definitely be nice to finally or, see, or maybe he can. Maybe he can start third on the grid and, and wait till the second corner before he's a. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, listen, I mean, I know we don't. I want to look too far ahead, but Vegas—that's going to be interesting for everybody because not True, everybody. It's
1: a brand new circuit. Yeah. yeah,
0: and so. honestly, too. Again, as I have friends that are in Vegas and that are are working around that area. Shutting the strip down is proving to be uh a little more interesting than I think they thought it would be.
1: <laughs> that's uh that's Las Vegas, man. That's uh <laughs> I, yeah, it's not easy to shut Vegas down. Come on. It's the city that never sleeps, Rod. <laughs> I'm tell well, that's New
0: York, but uh, well, Vegas doesn't Vegas doesn't sleep either. No, Come Vegas does <laughs> not sleep either. And and I know from all of my time there, it's it's definitely a city that uh, that hustles and bustles all hours of the night. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it'll be very interesting to see that. But this is, of course, a circuit that they've been on several times over, so it's definitely uh, not foreign to them, uh, and they know what they're doing around this uh, circuit. It is the Autodromo Jose Carlos Pase uh, this is a 71 lap race again, Cody, I'm yes, telling you,
1: this I'm is glad the, you're doing that part This is <laughs> the
0: two races where I can sort of sound like I know what I'm
1: Midwestern about. white guy for me. I don't think that would come off very good if I tried <laughs> to try to say what you just said. <laughs> Uh, it would sound nothing like that is what i'm trying to say well and it
0: sounds nothing like it's supposed to sound anyway so for those of you who, perfect to me, right. who speak spanish out there like yep he botched it and that's fine i get it uh but they had the first grand prix here in 1973 71 laps around this 4.309 kilometer track just under 3 miles for a 305 kilometer race Valteri uh, Botas has the lap record here, a minute and ten seconds point five four. He set that in twenty eighteen. Cody, the only thing that I can say that this track looks like is when you put the seat up in your car. That's okay. that's it. When
1: you like, when you like, lean it forward. Yeah, right? a folded seat. Yeah, yeah, fold, yeah. Okay, I I'm, I'm glad you had something because I have nothing to contribute to this segment. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I've been staring at this uh, circuit for a while, and yeah. That, that's the closest thing or, or that or like a person that's got like their hands folded and they're like, you know, knelt over praying or something. I guess you could go with that, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with your folded seat. That's about as, as good as it gets. I think
0: you guys got to watch the YouTube cause you're missing me. <laughs> you're missing me. Tilt my head to the side. Like, to Try to get this in our head. I'm
1: like turning my phone, like different directions. <laughs> like if I look at it upside down, is it looking? No, no, I love it.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that's basically what we're looking at there. Uh, like we said, practice is uh, is in. This is another sprint race weekend, so there is not uh, as many practices. And obviously, we're going to sprint qualifying, and then the well, sprint shootout, and then the sprint itself, and then we'll we'll go into the race on Sunday proper. So, um, yeah, I mean, listen, this is kind of a straightforward race. There's nothing nothing crazy, no real news right now i've that i saw anyways um taking any precedence so
1: no not uh nothing really yeah (laughs) so uh nothing nothing crazy that's happened um so uh, yeah i think it's time to get into the race i
0: believe it is time to get into the race but before we do let me tell you about prize picks you gotta love prize picks prize picks has so many ways for you to play uh, in your daily fantasy world. It's just another addition. I mean, we've already talked about all of our other uh, sponsors that we've had on this, but now with prize picks, you get that ultimate chance to do this again. Um, Basketball seasons here, baseball seasons here uh, are now over, Uh, but you can pick combo projections across football, basketball. You can use the Specials League on there. It's league created especially for combo predictions. Because football is going hot and heavy, because basketball is picking up now, it's literally PrizePix picks' the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. And now I can play during basketball season as well. All you got to do is select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Not to mention, you can play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill, comedian Andrew Schultz. You can all find them in the community plays under the promo tabs of the app. You can view entries for some of the biggest names in the Picks community each week. Tell you right now, Picks even offers you a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players are injured. Football, basketball, games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. It's really simple to play, can make picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Plus, you get quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. It's what makes PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. PrizePix offers weekly promotions. You can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday doesn't love themselves a good taco tuesday each and every tuesday prize picks discounts selected player projections up to 25 percent to provide even more value you want in on all of this go to prizepicks.com slash sgpn use code sgpn for a first deposit bonus match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com slash sgpn code sgpn You want one of these snazzy MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie? Well, the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel in an honor. We're giving away that snazzy MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie to one lucky winner. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie to submit your entry today. And make sure to subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. All right, it is the San Paolo Grand Prix, better known as the Brazilian Grand Prix as well. Don't get it twisted. I know a lot of people are like, what's it's Brazilian. Yeah, I know, I get it. But San Paolo, that's the official name. You know me and how I love to give everybody their proper due, right? That's just yeah, how I roll.
1: You're, you're really good at that.
0: So anyways, uh, yeah, we are going to set up our favorite bets as we always do. So Cody, where are we taking them first?
1: Yeah, I'm going to start off... Uh short notice hopefully if you're, if you're listening to this before practice one hits off i'm going to throw out a practice bet this week because I, I found one that i really like um i know we're a little late recording this so it is tomorrow hopefully hopefully you're listening beforehand but i'm going to take carlos signs to be in the top three for practice one plus 250 like you mentioned it's the only practice this week they've got the sprint obviously going on um last two weeks for practice one seventh in mexico eighth in the u.s not super great uh charlotte claire did was second though at the u.s so his teammate at least having a good run before that though second place at qatar um and that was another one where there's only one practice he was second at japan second at singapore second at italy um and then if you go back a little farther he was first at belgium another one where there's only one practice he was second at austria another one where there's only one practice um he was the fastest in practice one um earlier on this season uh, and so, yeah, I think that Carlos Sainz seems to be one of those drivers that, uh, again, not necessarily the last two Grand Prix here, but before that was on a tear of being in the top three in practice one. His teammate still did it a couple of weeks ago. I think he can get it done this week. So, give me Carlos Sainz, top three practice one plus 250. I believe I found that over on Bet365.
0: Well, we talk a lot about how Ferrari does unpack and and they are fast out of the gate and and for whatever reason, what you notice in F one practices and this is something that I've I've definitely paid a lot more attention to this season, um, especially because this is like the, full, the first full season that we've we've been covering this as a as a podcast. So I, I've I've taken a, a much closer look at these practice strategies and. It's just crazy. It's all over the place. I mean, especially like last week, where there was just different drivers, completely different drivers, F two drivers, F three drivers, yep. like cart drivers driving these cars, and you know, it, you just everybody's That's, got a different strategy. It's so
1: funny to me how they do. Like it's you only get so much practice time, and you got these other guys in there, right? Whatever. But uh, yeah, it is. It is funny the strategy sometimes that play into it.
0: Yeah. So I, I definitely I think for 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 this standpoint, Ferrari especially now. Uh, I think they're going to unload. I think they're going to load fast. So I, I'm with you on a science top three practice because he's usually up there. It's usually him. It's obviously usually Verstappen. And then it's like a yeah, mixture was, of all of those people. That was
1: I was I was going to try and find an angle on fastest in practice one, but like it's been Verstappen four or five weeks in a row. And so it's like they're just clicking on every, you know, obviously he's, he's won 100 races in the last two seasons, uh, clicking on everything. So he's probably going to take up one of the spots, but then it's kind of wide open after that. So you can kind of throw some darts and, and signs is just one that, has consistently been up in there for the most part. Again, he's off the last two weeks or last two events here, but he just due to get back on on track where he was with like five top twos before that. So I think he can do it again, and I think plus two fifty is a good number for it.
0: I uh yeah I agree. Um All right, so I am going to go ahead and take uh Lando Norris, our favorite guy that's just outside of the uh, just the fastest cars out there. These McLarens. He was fast. I mean, if he wouldn't have started in the rear of the field last week, we could have been talking. What a,
1: what a freaking Ronnie had, yeah. though. My goodness.
0: Yeah, he started so way in the back and just found his way up. And, and by way in the back, I mean, look, it was 17th, which is way in the back. But obviously yeah. with 20 cars, that's it's only three cars from <laughs> the is, back. That's way in the back. <laughs> Worked his way up to a fifth-place finish. Uh, but I'm going to take Lando Norris in this sprint race, and I'm going to put him on the podium. It's plus 140 For him to to do that. You look at uh, actually the last few sprint races that he's been in, right? He was fourth in the uh, in the Austin race, third at Qatar. So he was on the podium for that sprint race. And then uh, and then sixth place uh, in the previous one in the Belgian Grand Prix as well. So he's been in and around the podium in these sprint races pretty much all season long. Um, his best finishes, obviously this season he's been on a tear as well. Six podium finishes in 19 starts. And for somebody that's not Mercedes, for somebody that's not Ferrari, for somebody that's not Red Bull, to crack the podium that many times, I mean, we, we talked about it with Aston Martin, we talked about it with Alonzo earlier in the season. Norris has taken up that mantle of being that guy that's just as fast as the top three So much so that the books have started to include McLaren and Aston Martin in the best of the rest uh, category where they are part of the best, leaving everybody else for the rest. So that should tell you everything you need to know about how fast these McLarens have been. And Lando has been fast in these sprint races, too. So I think a plus 140 for him to finish on the podium in the sprint race, it's a pretty good deal. You can find that over on Caesars. So, yeah, give me Lando to finish on the podium in the sprint race this week.
1: Yeah, I love this play, especially at this number. You're you're getting a good price, plus 140 for it. He's showed up. He's had a lot of speed in races. He's had a lot of of speed in sprints. He's looked so good. I hope McLaren just keeps taking that next step. Got a solid lineup with Lando, with Piastri. See Lando getting a win next year, maybe, if uh, if we get back to more normal F1 racing without Max winning everything. Uh, I I think he definitely could be a threat, so I'm excited to see that going forward. But I do think he'll be fast this week. I think he'll look good in the sprint. Next up for me, Rod, I'm going to go to Mr. George Russell. I'm going to take him to finish on the podium, plus 200 over on bet 365. Also going to take him to finish in the top two, 10 to 1. That price is crazy to me. If he's plus 200 to finish in the top three, just to finish one spot better, it jumps all the way up to 10 to 1. So I'm climbing that Russell uh, ladder, if you'll go with that. But one year ago, got his very first career win here at this track. Obviously, this is going to be a special place to him forever now because that is the place where he broke through, where he got that big win. He looked good last year. Mercedes has looked good here for multiple years. Obviously, if you go back far enough with Lewis, they look good everywhere, but they've been really good here. Um, so he got his first win here, uh, and Lewis was second in that race as well. So Mercedes was very good. Go back to 2021. Lewis won that race. Valtteri Bottas was third in the Mercedes as well. So, again, another strong performance from them over the last two seasons on this circuit. Um, he's quietly had kind of four top six finishes in a row. Not, nothing to crazy right home about, right? It's not been super impressive, but he's been hanging out there. He's been close. Seven times he's finished in the top five this year, so he's kind of hanging around that podium. I know he's only got the one podium finish this season, but I think this is the type of track where he can get it. If you go over and you look at the odds for both Mercedes to get on the podium, it's only three to one. Which strikes me as how much the books actually like this because you have to assume, and it's baked into the number, Max is taking one of those spots. So, in their opinion, at only three to one, I think Mercedes has got a good chance of being the next two best cars. But these guys have run good here. Um, obviously, Russell got his win. Mercedes has been good the last couple of seasons. They've been fast, very, very heavy. Not even done talking about him yet. Very heavy on the Russell ladder this weekend. So, I'm starting with this podium finish two to one. His top two finish at 10 to 1. Again, there's you know some books, and, and again, depending on your options, we talk about this on NASCAR all the time. Everybody's got different options, everything's got different things. You know, you can get a winner without uh Max. So it's, you know, the best, next best guy. But if you've got this top two available to you, it just leaves it open in case, like you said, it's not always been the best place for Max. He finished sixth here last year. Wasn't you need. Know, like he had a bad season last year where he set the record for, for most wins in a season, right? And he busted it this year. Um, but it, it leaves it open with that top two finish to Lewis winning or Lando winning or somebody else winning. And you don't get screwed where Russell finishes second, but it didn't happen to be to Max, if, even if it's Checo or if it's anybody else. So if you can, if you have that top two option, I think that's just such a better way to go about it than doing you know winner without max if that's your only option i like that as well Uh, but if you can get the top two option i think it is important to highlight why that is such a good option and the the insurance that it does provide you just in case it's not max and hey if max has an issue if his brakes fail we almost saw that a couple weeks ago again we always say it you gotta bet assuming he's going to win and, and that's part of it but i think russell can be the next best car anyways but there's always that chance something goes wrong he has an issue he doesn't get it done um, so I, I think that it's good to to have that built in with him being on the top two as well.
0: And it allows for anybody to win and him to come in second i mean that's just a matter of sergeant
1: steals one russell finishes second you're still cashing oh my god
0: (laughs) he would have to steal that one he would have to literally he would have to jump a hell of a heist he'd have to jump into verstappen's car and actually be (laughs) verstappen for a little bit and even then i don't know um but more to your point though about verstappen too i mean like he does have that win in 2019 that's fantastic but like sixth place second place second place fifth place third place tenth place for any other driver in the world, you would read off that stat line and you would go, "Wow, that's a fantastic run at this track, right?" First lap, and it's if it's not all ones, then it's a horrible, horrible place for him to race. So even second place for him feels like a loss. So I, I'm definitely uh, with you on the second place bet for Russell, I, I know, or the you know top two bet. I, I love that because that allows for him to win. And then you can double up if you play something on him to win, and then you get the second, the the top two positions, or it allows for somebody that I think is going to win, uh, and then him to finish in second, and then you get the double podium as well. So there's a lot of ways to get in on Mercedes this week. It's a it's a fun it's a fun little bet to make. So I like it. Yeah. Um, it. All right, I'm turning my attention to a, a team that's farther down the board for this one. This one's I, the only reason I took it. And, and, and I like the number for it. And I also think that this one has a very far outside chance of hitting because of Daniel Ricardo being so good as of late. I'm going to take Alpha Tari, a team we don't necessarily talk about too often uh, together, right? We, we talk mainly about Daniel Ricardo, and that's fine. But both of these guys to be double points finishers at plus 450 over there uh, on, I think I got this on Caesars. I did get this on Caesars. And here's the thing about it, too. Uh, as far as Daniel Ricardo, we, we talked about him uh, this season. A double points finish for him. He only finished in the points once this season, and that was in Mexico City, right, in his four races overall. He was 13th in, in, uh, in the, the Belgian Grand Prix, then 16th in Spa, 15th at uh, Austin. Obviously, he didn't race a couple of those because of his, his hand. Um, but overall on this one, right, he's got a string of four points finishes, now, granted, they were in Red Bull and Aston Martin, I get that, uh, and, and Renault, but uh, to me, he's as talented a driver as you can get uh, in that Alphatari car. I think he proved it last week by finishing seventh and starting fourth. It was a hell of a run for him to, to get up there in the first place. So again, I'm, I'm high on Daniel Ricciardo at least getting a 10th place finish in this race as well. The weak part of this, which is why it's plus 450, is Yuki Sonoda, right? Yuki Sonoda, really, honestly, his average finish this season has been 13.9. But the beginning of the season was very hopeful for Sonoda, right? He finished 11th at Bahrain, 11th at Jeddah, 10th at Melbourne, 10th at Baku, 11th at Miami. So, inside and around the points, all the beginning of that season. Now, he's fallen on some hard times, 12th at Mexico City, but he did have an 8th place at Austin right? Good run for him there. 15th at LaSalle, 12th at Suzuka. These are all, if Yuki can just stay out of trouble, if Yuki cannot get bumped into, if Yuki can keep his cool, I think he can get at least into the 10th place car as well, leaving Ricardo somewhere in that eight to, to 10 range, eight to nine, maybe seventh again uh, for a good finish for him. So at four and a half to one, I think Fatari needs something, right? They gotta, they gotta continue to to drive on. So I think Daniel Ricardo is gonna at least finish in the the top ten. I'm hoping that Yuki Tsunoda does the same.
1: Yeah, I like it. Uh, obviously, Daniel cashed some big tickets for us last week. What an impressive, great starting position. Runs a good race, easily up in that top in that points finish for us. Um, and, and yeah, Yuki, that guy we talk about a lot, right? But he quietly, I mean, thirteen point seven for for where that team is at and and what they are that's not a bad average finish That's good and he's done his his fair share of times getting up into the points finish i think it's a it's a good shot to take at the price you're getting it at again any of these guys up front have problems if if a max has a problem or the mercedes or the ferraris if if uh you know checo takes all of your bets and and throws them into the trash can going into the first turn again uh shit can happen and, and guys fall back and that opens up some spots as well and uh He's pretty good at, at kind of hanging around in that area, sneaking up into the points there. And obviously, you know how much I love Daniel Ricardo, so I would love to see it. I, I do think it's a good bet uh, at the price you're getting it at.
0: And, and all, all teams have to do. Aston Martin has to have some problems. McLaren can have some problems with Piastri. Like, it doesn't take much for Yuki to kind of slide his way into the top ten. So, uh, like I said, a four and a half to one, I feel like it's a pretty decent uh, chance to take
1: coming off of momentum too we talk about momentum means so much in racing had that great run with danny last week maybe they can can parlay it into both guys having a good week this week fingers crossed
0: all right we'll get to more bets But first, let's tell you about Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. You're gonna get hit rates broken down by leg as well as expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rates for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. We continue building our card. Cody, where are we going next?
1: Yeah, I'm going to take Esteban Ocon to finish in the points. His number is minus 105 over on Caesars, so uh, you not, it's not juiced up too much getting a good solid price the last two times we've been on the circuit eighth place and eighth place very consistent eighth place average over the last two races makes the makes the math nice and easy but two solid points finishes for him there um in three of the last four races he's also been in the points he's been running pretty decent i mean alpine continues to be one of those teams we talk about right we talk about Gasly a lot as well and now these guys are kind of they're kind of that next team, right? There's there's the the best of the rest or whatever and and these are one of those teams and they're they're kind of the top of that category in most respects. So Ocon, again, solid trend of of the last two seasons, eighth place in both of them. That's a nice sample size for me there. Points finishes three of the last four races. I think he just keeps continuing to do it. Alpine, to be honest with you, one of the teams I look at almost every time we do one of these shows when it comes to the research and all right, you know what? If what has Ocon, uh, what has Gasly done over the last couple of, of races at these these tracks as we go back to them, and, and what are their numbers at? And some weeks their their numbers aren't great and we can't get on them. This week you're getting a pretty good number, especially for what you know he he checks the what have you done for me lately box. He checks the uh, the track history circuit history box as well. So give me Esteban Ocon points finish minus 105 over on Caesars.
0: I mean, you know that I like Esteban Ocon. It just—it's so frustrating when he doesn't turn in a good run because the weeks uh, that you're on, It's him, either
1: like a points finish or he just finishes last. Like there's almost no in between.
0: <laughs> come back with your hood or on it, right? This is—I guess this is the uh, Spartan way. Come back with your hood or on it. Uh, yeah. I, again, I, I like it. I just I want him to do it. That's all I want. That's all I want out of him is to do. It. And and listen, so we're not talking about a top six this time. We're just talking about a points finish. So I think that's easier yeah. for uh yeah, for Alpine yeah. to get done.
1: Much much easier. Obviously, top six is, is still doable, of course. But uh, yeah, this been a really good number here on the on the points finish being basically just even money. So uh, and all he has to do is finish on the points. It's it's only better than half the field again. Anybody has any issues that helps him out, and he can just do it generically as well. So I like that for him.
0: I do too. We'll take that. Um, all right. You know, I'm I'm an optimist, so I think everybody's going to finish this race, and it'd be fantastic if everybody did. But I will say that I am going to take one to not complete this race. I'm not rooting against my hometown guy. I'm literally just trying to to be smart here because uh, the the odds for Logan Sargent to not finish this race, to not complete this race on Caesars, plus three thirty three over there uh, on Caesars for Logan Sargent to not complete this race. It, it's, it's been tough for Logan Sargent, right? I mean, you want to talk about comeback uh, with your hood or on it, like that's basically his season in a nutshell, right? He's he's either finished this race, but he's got seven DNFs this season in his rookie year. 19 starts, seven DNFs. Three in the last four he has not finished. He's crashed out of Suzuka. He was sick at LaSalle, right? He couldn't even finish um that that race he had to pull over and and like get out of the car because he just wasn't feeling well at all he finished at austin but i mean honestly i think that was more because he was in the united states than anything he had to finish that race i don't know that he i mean he finished in 10th which was great right that was a a good run but that's a little home cooking for him there as well but he didn't finish again last week at mexico city so it's just been rough for him to to finish races altogether this season and and unfortunately i i don't know that that trend is going to continue I, I think he's just going to not finish this race either for whatever reason whether it's by wrecking or or mechanical issues which it just seems to be uh a lot for them he didn't finish in uh, in the Hungaro ring either he had engine problems in in canada like He's been snake bitten this entire season, and this Williams team as a whole has not necessarily performed the way I think that they want to. Uh, obviously, uh, Mr. Obvious here, Rod states the obvious. Yeah, Williams has not been performing the way they want, and and obviously it hasn't gotten any better. And I just don't know that he's going to finish this race. I think we're going to have a DNF for him. And at plus three thirty three, I like that. Plus, if you want, you can even try to double down on it. Um, Bet three sixty five has. The first team to retire stats, uh, and at plus five fifty, Williams is uh, listed there as one of the the first driver or the first teams rather to retire. I know that it's not necessarily um, you can't really predict. That's hard to predict because you know Checo could go sailing into into turn one and bro, yeah. What do you do? I I don't know, (laughs) man. It, It it it's crazy to think that that's that kind of thing, but could very well happen to uh to William, any Williams car, right, yeah. that that could happen uh, to them. So uh,
1: to me... It yeah, gives you coverage on sergeant sucking and in case something happens to Albon as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and we've seen Albon, we've seen him do okay. I mean, he finished ninth there last year, but again, it's just a matter of, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, he finished ninth place last week, rather, not last year. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I, to me, it just gives you coverage on both of them. Um, and I like that so again plus 550 for Williams plus 333 for Sargent to not finish this race
1: yeah and you just wonder there's a lot swirling around with Sargent is he coming back like that's like one of the might be the last seat actually that's not yet announced for next season it seems like the ball is in his court but then they announced this week there's a couple of rookies are going to be taking a few of the practice sessions at Abu Dhabi in a couple of weeks is he feeling a lot of pressure to perform is that get to him does he not finish this race again Uh like he's not done quite a few times this season I think especially at the number you're getting it at. Uh, I think it's really good. And, and, and it just, it's happened whole much this season, which sucks because obviously as, as Americans, we would like to see an American first American driver we've had in a long time. Uh it just, it's, it's not gone well for him, unfortunately.
0: And this, and this track is prone to people not finishing. I mean, we've had uh, four not finish in 2019. We've had two not finish in 2021. Uh, and then another three that didn't finish in 2022. So, if one of them's not going to finish this race, my money's on Logan Sargent.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think it's a good bet, especially with the number. And then, yeah, I like the Williams one as well, too, with being first team to retire. That's kind of a, honestly, that's one of those dart throws you could throw out any week because last week you took a Red Bull. I mean, you know, and I'm sure you got a big number on that. And it's like, yeah, so it, it can be a dart throw, but it gives you coverage in two guys, too, in case, in case Alvons won't the, the problem first or, or Sargent, just Sargent's things.
0: It's like fast, it's like fastest lap. You just sort of, take yeah, your chance exactly
1: on. it's the same thing i mean it it almost seems random at points <laughs>
0: uh, all right so obviously you know we we've talked about how max verstappen has won everything this season may continue to do so his odds dictate that as well runaway favorite so we always tend to go a different direction with this last box so let's uh let's figure out where we're going with this one
1: yeah again obviously you're not kind of lay minus 400 on max and and good chance he wins right but always the chance he doesn't, like you said, fastest lap, that's been the place we're attacking, Max has gotten a couple here lately, but a majority of the season, it's not always been Max, that purple clock moves around so much, I'm all in on George Russell this week, going to continue to go all in on him, give me George Russell, fastest lap, he's 11 to 1 over on Caesars, Um, again, he won at this track last year, that's got to have so much confidence in him, this season's just not quite been what, it, what he had hoped for, and you know, you saw like, had such a great run last season. I think there was only two races where he wasn't in the top six last season. And, you know, he gets this win at the end of the season. He's carrying the momentum into the off season. That's kind of just been blah, all season for the most part. I think this is the perfect chance to attract that uh, circuit that Mercedes is, is, has been really good at the last couple of years that Russell got his win last year. He's coming in with all the confidence. I think he can go out and get you the fastest lap. 11 to one, 20 to one to win the race rod. Give it to me. I think that, uh, you know, just beating Max just straight up is almost seems impossible, but it's not completely impossible. And if he starts behind the eight ball, you know, if he he has some type of grid penalty he takes or, or whatever the deal ends up being where he, even last week, he didn't start on the pole. I've seen a couple of times, right. He started the last, he hasn't had the pole last couple of weeks uh, at these races. So now he's still won the races. I get it, but Yes, yeah, to fight for it. The brakes almost failed a couple of weeks ago. We almost cashed our Lewis tickets that maybe wouldn't have cashed later on in the day. Who knows what would have happened there? But all that to the point of a twenty to one. You bet it, while knowing that it's likely going to be Max winning. But the possibility is there for Russell. I think he's going to be a fast car. I've already made the case for him to be on the podium. Made the case for him to be in the top two. If you can get to the podium, if you get to the top two, you can also win the race. Whether that's beating Max or whether Max has a problem and and you take advantage of it you can't win them all rod literally you, i know he's, he's trying to but you can't and and so you got to have a little bit of action and, and i think like you said of these remaining races this might be the one where you, you kind of get a really good chance at uh at getting in on on george um you know and and this is kind of one of those races where maybe it's not going to be the max show of every week and i don't remember which track it was at but we saw it at one point earlier this season and it it was close, and he he barely won it, right? And that was kind of one of the tracks we had circled, where maybe it wasn't gonna be the greatest day by him. Started, you know, farther back, ends up working his way to the front by the end, but wasn't just a runaway max from the beginning. Maybe we see a little bit more competition this week. So give me Russell fastest lap eleven to one, Russell to win the race twenty to one.
0: Well, Baku obviously was one where uh, Sergio Perez ended up winning. Um, that's I
1: right am- that's and that yes that, okay now sorry it's all flooding back to me as you say it that was a race where you gave out i think anyone or the field versus max right it was like plus 450 that was the week we circled that was the week where it didn't go max's way and yes it still ended up being that's what i was thinking it still ended up being a red bull but it wasn't max and so yeah uh, it's again this is this is one of those weeks that you kind of circle of yeah sure it probably will be him, but what if it's not? Because there's a chance that it couldn't be as well.
0: So I haven't, I haven't seen any interviews with him as of late because he sort of sometimes tips his hand, right? When he's like, "I really don't feel good on this track." Like at Marina Bay, uh, where where signs beat him, he he wasn't comfortable at that track at all, right? So that was sort of him just conceding to the fact that he wasn't going to be doing well. So I want to, I want to go back and look at some interviews because I think that's a good way to gauge whether or not this is going to be a Max Verstappen week or not. So if it's not though, I will say the insurance bet for me is the Mercedes teammate of George Russell. And that is Lewis Hamilton. He's eight and a half to one on DK Uh, for Lewis Hamilton. Do you really even have to, I mean, if if you paid attention to F one for any length of time, you know how good he is. He's got two wins here in his last four races, a second place last year to his teammate, George Russell, but for Lewis Hamilton, he's got to win one at some point, right? I mean, like he's just too good to not win another race for the rest of his career and watch Max Verstappen ride away with all of this stuff. I know every single week he, every single week he always says, "Oh, you know, good job, mates, and we're never going to catch Red Bull," and blah blah blah. And you know, it'd be sure nice to catch Red Bull. This is a race, like we just said, where you can circle on the calendar that this may not be where Max Verstappen comes out and dominates, that you actually have a shot to, to come out and beat him because somebody did last year. So you think both Mercedes haven't spent a ton of time in whatever simulator or whatever playbook they've got to try to figure out how to do it again, how to replicate last year's success this year uh, on the track. So if you're going to take Russell, I'll take uh, Lewis to, to, to win this race. And I think... He could do it outright, just like you think Russell can. I think Lewis can as well. So sprinkle something on both of those Mercedes at 8.5-1. to one, And then uh, you said Russell is at 20-1 uh, to one to win this. So, I mean, again, it's just a matter of I think this is a race in which Max Verstappen doesn't win, right? Now, you can't necessarily bet that way. I mean, you could bet that way. But, I mean, it would not surprise me if Max Verstappen came out and led every lap and one. Right. That's just the way this has been this season. But if it doesn't happen, I think those two Mercedes are in prime position to uh, to take advantage of that. So yeah, I take both of those guys as outrights as well. But mine my pick was Lewis right out of the jump at eight to one. Eight and a half to one rather.
1: Yeah, I like it. And again, Mercedes is only five to one to as the the winning manufacturer. They're the next uh or winning constructor. They're the next behind Red Bull, obviously minus five hundred, but That Again, it shows you the books are kind of tipping their hand just a little bit, still giving you some pretty solid numbers because of what Max has done, but tipping their hands a little bit more this week than they have in other weeks where Mercedes might just have a bit of an advantage this week. So I think attacking Mercedes is uh, where we're putting our chips all in at this week, and hopefully we'll come back with a lot more chips next week.
0: Hope so. Then we're going to head to Vegas in a couple of weeks. Vegas, baby. That's where we push all the chips in. Oh, so. oh that's
1: going to be fun. I'm excited
0: for that one. I cannot wait for that one. So, um, All right. Well, then let's get this uh, episode out so people can start putting their practice bets in. Uh, so get out your pen and paper. I'll go over the bets for this San Paolo Grand Prix. From uh, Brazil, Cody started you out with Carlos Sainz as a top three car in practice one at plus 250 over on Bet365. I said Lando was going to finish on the podium of the sprint race at plus 140 on Caesars. Cody gave you Russell as a podium finisher at plus 200 um, or a top two car at plus, uh, at 10 to one rather, on 365. I said that uh, AlphaTauri could sneak their way into a double points finish this week on Caesars at plus 450. Cody gave you uh, Esteban Ocon as a points finisher at minus 105 on Caesars. I said, sadly, I don't think Logan Sargent is going to finish this race at plus 333 on Caesars, and said that maybe Williams would be the first team to retire at plus 550 on 365. Cody gave you George Russell as the fastest lap at 11 to 1 on Caesars and 20 to 1 to win. I gave you his teammate, Lewis Hamilton, at 8.5 to 1 on DraftKings to win the San Paolo Grand Prix. Cody, we're, uh, we're getting close. Practice is only 20-some-odd hours away, uh, 20 hours and 15 minutes away uh, as Beautiful. the clock slicked down. We're, so.
1: we're almost there. So get your practice bed in quickly, uh, and then, yeah, let's go win some money this weekend.
0: Let's go win some money. All right, Cody, as we wrap things up, let everyone know where they can find you on social media.
1: Follow me on X, at Husker Z. You can find all my work over there. Uh, make sure you check out the NASCAR Gambling Podcast as well. This is always available on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast YouTube page. Also, if you want to see Rod's beautiful face, you can head on over there, and uh, we include the F1 episodes in that feed. Indeed. My nod to Bruce Bochi, Congratulations on your
0: championship uh, there. You go to fourth one. Uh, I know it's with another team, but whatevs. Uh, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom, everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook View, whether it's in between media. Of course, like Cody said, check out the NASCAR Gambling Podcast as well. All right, we'll turn you loose, everyone. We'll see you next week for Las Vegas, baby. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride.